0: It's time for another episode of Badugi All Stars with your host Techmo Super Bowl Nixon the Grouch and Two Four Offsuit.
1: Welcome everybody to episode twenty-three of Badoogie All Stars. This is Techmo Super Bowl. This is Nixon the Grouch.
2: This is a 2-4 offsuit.
1: We've got Ed Miller uh, coming on the show a little bit later um, for now. Uh, Jordan, what have you been up to?
2: I actually just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada. Beautiful Las Vegas. Uh, What is out there?
1: Beautiful? Mm, Just got back. (laughs) 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 Las
2: Vegas, Nevada for a bachelor party. and um, My buddy is getting married at the beginning of June, so we took a bachelor party to vegas and none of these guys have ever really been out and like done the vegas party thing
1: so bees and gonorrhea type thing no not that uh, <laughs> uh, Watered
2: down <laughs> drinks mm, watered down <laughs> drinks yes girls didn't talk to any girls at all <laughs> how did you order the drinks dudes all dude bartenders pretty much actually in vegas huh
1: That's yeah there perfect. really is i agree now that you mention it,
2: yeah, um, I
1: there would have been at least one
0: cocktail waitress that you ordered a drink from at some point. Oh, cocktail waitresses! Um, our ladies,
2: our ladies <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen a, a cocktail waitress, but we mostly just went to this piano bar across the street from the Mirage, and it was at the Palazzo. No, it was at uh, Harrah's. Oh, okay.
1: Because there was one at the Palazzo too. Oh, really? Wow! Yeah, it's high class.
2: I'm glad that they didn't find that out because it, the class level would have been brought down significantly. <laughs> so these guys um, never really did that, and we had like a whole bunch of event type things that we were kind of planning, tentatively planning on doing, like going to shoot guns or going go kart racing, and they just partied till 9 a.m every night that we were there and weren't ready to, like, do anything all day long. Like, we were supposed to go to the pool. We were supposed to go to TJ's pool and meet TJ uh, and have him, like, hook us up and stuff. But we had to check in by noon, and everybody else went to bed by 9 a.m. I only stayed out till like, 5.
0: So rather than meet TJ, people went and partied?
2: Fools. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but But um, overall, so- it was pretty fun. I got to play some cards. That was good. Um what about you Tom? What you been up to?
1: Um not I I got two uh, new foster puppies, um, but uh other than that not much going on. Uh, I've been trying to figure out my Vegas trip. Um my girlfriend just extended her trip a day, uh which sort of frees up some of my time uh to actually play a little bit of poker while she's there. Um I'm just having a difficult time trying to decide um, which tournaments I want to play. There's three that are going on while she's there. I can't play all three, um, but I'm thinking I might be able to pull off two. Um, one of them is the Triple Draw World Series event. Uh, the second one is a tag team No Limit Hold'em event. Um, it's is, that a, is that a World Series event? <laughs> um, it might be a World Series event. <laughs> um, I think there's one... Uh, That's similar to that But uh, this one's a lower buy-in one I'm not sure which casino it's in My friend just told me about it Um, But it's like a $200 buy-in one Uh, On that Tuesday, June 12th um, That I'm out there And uh, it's it's basically you switch You sit down, you play a level And then you switch with your partner And he plays the next level And then you keep going back and forth Um, Sounds like square dancing It doesn't sound like square dancing (laughs) If um, one
2: of if one of you is better than the other one, do they not split the money fifty fifty? I don't think so. I don't you think, are think
1: so. Are really? there chairs
0: involved? When I hear tag team, I think wrestling. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. I I was thinking about hiring Paul Bear to come out and just kind of hang out with me. Um, Who? <laughs> obviously not a wrestling fan. Um, you know, he he's not, or we're not. You aren't <laughs> He's definitely not
0: I thought you were going to hire someone not a wrestling fan To make sure there were no chairs Look, this is, We don't like this here Stop Just stop
1: uh, no, Did you see uh, Jerry the King Lawler Just pile drove somebody at one of the NBA Basketball playoff games Was it Andy Kaufman um, No I don't think so And it wasn't one of the players I didn't. Uh, it was just one of the people in the stands just randomly? Like, did they, like, take his beer, or what? Um, I don't know. It's part of the halftime act. Speaking of halftime acts... Um... Is he still the king? Or is he, like, in exile now? Um... I don't know. What are you guys talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... Getting back to poker, kinda. Um... D. Moon Girl, one of the, uh... Featured people in Boom documentary coming out, uh... I don't know, hopefully this year. Um... Did you see she was at a Clippers game recently And got to do the whole thing Where you shoot a layup, free throw And a three-pointer for money Did she do it? She did it, she uh she got the layup The free throw and the, the three-pointer In 30 seconds, got $600 And then you get to like Shoot a half-court shot or something, I can't remember uh, To d- try to double it And then she missed that, but she's, she still got uh, $600 Did she sell pieces After she made the first three? <laughs> Probably not um, but I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, that was pretty sweet. I want
2: to know how you can like be the person that does that because my girlfriend is really good at basketball. So we want to try and get her on like one of those shoot the half court shot things because I'm pretty sure she would just ship it.
1: You'll have to tweet at D Moon Girl. Um, but I bet I could beat your girlfriend in basketball. I, I would like. See you're a lot out. taller. <laughs>
2: she doesn't she doesn't do well when people like actually guard her um but... <laughs> oh, so she and Tom are about the same level then yeah, nice, but I bet you she could probably beat you
1: at horse. she could probably like I'm not a very good shooter to be honest, so i I think she probably could
0: but besides that, you definitely would challenge someone to one on one
1: yeah, if I could guard her in horse, she'd be done <laughs> <laughs> how tall are you?
2: she's like she's like five five
1: yeah, definitely I'm gonna win that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not even
2: that's not even nice at this point. <laughs> he's he's tall, but his arms
1: aren't very long. We it's true. Last summer, it's true. Oh, oh, like are, you t- taller, t- t- are you taller? Are you taller than me, Bryce? I can't remember. I'm I'm like six three. Okay, I'm like six three two. But your your arms are like yeah. We we had a
0: wingspan contest with Hayball, and we lost by like an inch because Tom came up just short, just like the triple draw event.
1: Yeah, uh, Chuck <laughs> the Smack is also about six three or something like that, and uh, Joe Tall is like six seven. And Bryce has Bryce has six seven arms. I covered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So he should also not guard your girlfriend. Um. I
0: also I also like to point out I didn't challenge her immediately to play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm really tall too. Let me guard your girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, getting back to way yeah. off track. So Uh-oh.
2: that was the the tag team event. What was the third one?
1: Uh, was a small buy-in, like it's a $240 buy-in event. Uh, that's a triple draw event at the Golden Nugget. So, World Series is Sunday, the day I land, and could last into Monday and Tuesday if I make it to the final table. um, Tuesday is the tag team event, and Wednesday is the, the smaller triple draw event. So I think I'm probably going to do the tag team event, so it's just a matter of do I play the World Series triple draw event or do I play the Golden Nugget triple draw event?
0: If you're allowed to play two, then I think you just secretly play the, the tag team event, sort of like sitcoms where like people have two dates and you just hang out with your girlfriend and then go, yeah. oh, let me go, I have to go to the bathroom. And then <laughs> half hour later you come back. And she won't even know.
1: I like How that. How short are the levels? I don't know. Uh, it's a smaller. He doesn't volume. even know where the event is <laughs> yeah. Any detail he gives you is going to be fabricated.
0: Like <laughs> he's if he had, made like, up every detail he's given, except I don't think it's a World Series event. <laughs>
2: nice. Oh. Like, if the levels aren't too long, you could totally pull that. Just be like, "Hey, listen, I got to run to the bathroom real quick," and then you send your buddy back and be like, "Oh, I just saw Tom <laughs> with going with to the less bathroom. in his bladder." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect <laughs> With yeah. a little With a Did little dri- dribble through, on his I pants <laughs>
3: Wow oh, yeah, I went there. Exactly
2: But you, you do that like back and forth And then be like oh yeah Tom hasn't been around in a while I should probably go check on him And then he goes and then you come back at, While he's playing and just keep doing that until you guys uh, win the whole thing, and be like, "Oh, actually, um, no, don't even tell her if you win. Yeah. Don't even tell her if you win. Yeah,
4: don't actually.
2: It's like, oh, look, I just found this money on the floor. Here's twenty bucks. <laughs> exactly. Just be like, uh, yeah, I was just out playing roulette. I won uh, eighteen thousand dollars. So
1: <laughs> twenty bucks. Here's hey, twenty bucks. How many? <laughs> Oh, yeah. all right. Now I'm gonna go guard uh, Jordan's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> off my wrong, bro? No. Um. So, no. I like that idea, but um. Thanks. But of which, which of the triple draw tournaments do I play? Well, if you play
2: the the World Series one and you bust out right away, it's basically like you didn't play it. So you except for the twenty five hundred dollars, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Except for that part, but then you could just play the the last one, anyways. <laughs>
0: Yep, it's like a free roll except it costs you a shitload
2: of money. But <laughs> <laughs> if, if you ever. decide to play the third one, then you can't do that.
1: Yep. Well, if I do really well in the third one, that no way that's not gonna work. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's really You can't well, step right away I, in
0: a lips event. It takes forever. It's <laughs> it's like playing Monopoly. It's like you own like three properties and you're just going around the board, going, "Come on, I want to be done," but you can't raise more than twenty.
1: Oh, that's true 20 <laughs> um, Draw 3 Are <laughs> you sure you want to, to draw any of these it. events? Yeah, you're, not, like, no. you're not making it sound very exciting No, but that's a good point um, Not to mention the fact that like the World Series event is more prestigious And if I were to do really well, especially Or bubble? Um, yeah, not bubble um, <laughs> if I were to no, my girlfriend Consistency did, consistency. My, my girlfriend did say that it would be really, really funny If I bubbled again And I, I agree that it would I be agree. really funny later on I'd
0: like to beat her in football
2: <laughs> I, I really think that would be awesome If you just bubbled two times in a row You would probably make poker news <laughs> I did make poker, poker news last time, <laughs> time. yes yeah, oh, so absolutely you I'd probably make the so front I,
3: page
0: I'll take that action Hey, oh. that unknown guy bubbled
1: again <laughs> he, said. Um, he got in Poker News last time so He's like, hey, use my name? Yeah, because I busted Eugene Katchel And
0: um. he's like, my name is Tom I want
1: to be in your site
2: If you bubble like this one again That could just be like your thing That you do And then anytime that you're in a poker tournament After that, they would refer to you as that guy
1: Do you realize how hard it would be To get staked for future tournaments? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like how my thing is just to win the three dollars tournaments on Merge. Your thing can be to bubble big, big money events.
2: <laughs> well, variance they might variance their way into a min cash.
0: That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe someone else will just go. haha, I won't let him do it this time. Go first. <laughs> it's Damn it, much, I didn't think about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like a really advanced form of bubble insurance.
1: I like it. Um, but yeah. So I guess. Not to mention the fact that if I did do well, it would be nice to have my girlfriend out there. I was thinking about that. Like, you always see like people come to the final tables or um, with like their friends and stuff. So that would be pretty cool. You wouldn't fly
2: her back out if you made the final table and she wasn't there.
1: Um, I don't know if I would have the time. Wow. What?
0: What? Sorry. Hey, I just I'm in the final table. Get on an airplane. <laughs> oh, that took too long. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I got go back to, I'm in the other tournament too.
2: I gotta go back. It's been thirty minutes. <laughs> if only there was like some way that you could like order tickets almost instantly, <laughs> or say, hey, buy a ticket. I'll pay you
1: later. Yeah. My only thing was uh, like, what if I, I don't know what. Do you know what ninth place or not ninth? So it'd be you have to be sixth place.
0: I would guess it pays more than bubbling. <laughs> I would agree. It's at least a min cash, so you at least won five grand. And based on the fact that no one will buy a piece of you after last year, you should have five grand. <laughs> um, All right.
1: Right. So, so, not... so the consensus is play the World Series event. If I don't do well, maybe that frees me up to play the other Triple Draw event. If I make it to day two, then I play the tag team event and that's it. No, 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 you don't play the tag team event officially. Well, yeah, I mean, I've... Shh, shh, right? She doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? No, no, no one, not even my that's... home game people listen to this. Po- remember? <laughs>
3: <laughs> if not anyone,
0: Tom's home. home game is listening, send us an email and let us know how good he really
2: is. <laughs> please, please, please. Um, speaking of my home game, though, uh, but do all stars at gmail dot com. That's right.
0: Um. They uh, all stars on Twitter.
1: They uh, I I. It turns out that some of them do listen, and uh, and they got kind of upset that I that I apparently I don't remember this, but I called some of them idiots. I said uh, uh some large percentage of them are idiots. Um, and but not the
0: ones who listen. Those are our favorites. Well, they yep. yeah. I think
1: they Heck, took it the wrong way the because best. there there are many people in my. In in my friend Jeff's home game, that, who really are idiots, and I think they took it the wrong way. But I felt not bad. The lady, not the lady who
0: brings snacks. She's awesome.
2: Yep,
1: yeah, Mary is awesome, um,
2: and not Jeff because he hosts it. He's probably really good. Yeah,
1: Jeff. Jeff is cool too. Um, but uh, <laughs> 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 that stupid guy's kind of dumb. <laughs> no, you know, the and they the. One. the the people who listen to this know that there are idiots in that game but no it was it, everything's worked out now um Did in, you in my lap podcast
0: and <laughs> they'll never hear it again? <laughs> no
1: it's actually pretty funny one of my I had uh, a uh, recent tournament um a few days ago where it was half limit half no limit and uh my buddy uh after he took a really bad beat he got uh, it was ace jack versus ace jack all in and he got four flushed he ripped off his top shirt, and underneath his shirt, it just said "idiot" and had arrows pointing to either direction. So that was pretty funny. Um, the weird
0: thing is, he wears that shirt all the time.
2: <laughs> and the, the people next to him were in your home game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what we could do? If we record two versions of this podcast, one without you on it, we could just release that, and then they won't be able to hear you call oh, them idiots.
1: That's true. But that would never happen. I, I would never. We would never have a released without me. Didn't
2: that happen one time before?
1: I did a whole bunch of episodes without you. Those were the best ones. You're, all the
0: guys from your home game wrote in and said you'd be the best if you played with us. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. <laughs> one of
0: them challenged my girlfriend to horseshoes. Which was weird.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay, so play World Series event, play tag team kinda, um, and then uh, go from there.
2: Yeah, I think this. I think it'll work. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Um, what do we have for news this week? Anything exciting going on in the news?
1: Um, what's the news? What's the up, update on Full Tilt and Poker Stars now? It's the weird. It's sort
0: of different than all the other Full Tilt stories. Is that maybe something's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold this- on,
1: though. Just keep waiting. It's go- here it comes. Yeah, this definitely <laughs> feels different, but it's really not when you like. Look at what's been released. I mean, yeah. I mean, it seems... definitely doesn't
0: feel like the Bernard Toppy story, where it sounded like something de- was definitely happening and then didn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I guess. No, I guess just just kind of have to wait until something actually happens. You know.
2: Yeah. I think that a uh, good rule of thumb is if it comes out of Noah SD or Diamond Flush's mouth, then we can believe it. Or their tweets. Because or they have one, one mouth.
0: Because they're the same person. I read that
2: on Two Plus Two.
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs> is that a conspiracy theory, or is that uh, the, I mean, news, views, and gossip?
0: Yeah, th- those are different things. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> this is the view. The view was crazy, but it was a view. Unless that person's listening, in which case you're not crazy.
2: <laughs> <I'm listening. laughs> you're a favorite. That was definitely news.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to find out. You know when I'm getting my Bose speaker system. That's all I care about at this
0: point. Oh, you're so you're down to just wanting one now.
1: No, maybe that no maybe that
0: uh, difference. It was your greediness that held up the deal. Like, oh yeah, we have all this money, but they went to Walmart and there's only seven speaker systems. They're like, I'll, well, I'll take them all. I guess
2: how many do we need? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> and the DOJ's like, must be
1: repaid in full. Yeah. Um, no, I think expect, expect if you four t- to six weeks for shipping and handling. <laughs> all right, we, we asked we asked this before, but uh, if you had ten thousand dollars on there, Jordan, how much would you take? Uh, how, ten ten thousand dollars of full tilt money. How much would you take right now for I'd that much? Ten
2: thousand and a Bose speaker system. <laughs> <laughs> At, At this, this point, they should, they should be out. throwing them in for free because <laughs> they're worthless. That's just what insane. if what if uh, all this negotiation is going on and then they're actually like we'll just give everybody double what they had in their account just <laughs> to make up for it we're so sorry we're working between one and a half and double and we finally came to agree on double sorry it took so long I would four be pissed. speaker
1: systems I would be one, the one guy <laughs> pissed <laughs> he's like
0: four of them that's one for every room. <laughs>
1: and it would be awesome because
2: it's like, yeah, well since we gave everybody double what they had in their account, um, we're not gonna honor any store purchases. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> I thought we made that up. Who's, to you guys. who's really
1: gonna be greedy enough to want their store purchases after we doubled your account?
2: I know. Definitely not that guy that uh got all his money off early. <laughs>
1: he's,
0: probably,
2: he's probably the stupidest stupidest guy in his home game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Wilt on Tilt said, wait, don't panic. <laughs> Let's not do anything rash.
3: <laughs> yep, so we can check a Yeah,
2: I think that makes
0: sense to me. That's probably what they're doing, is they're probably going to pay out double the money, because that doesn't seem very expensive at all.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's probably why the, the Tappy deal failed, is they were just like, well, we're just going to give everybody their money back, and they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you want to just kind of compensate them for all that they've been through? in the past year or so and they're like well maybe I don't know
3: <laughs>
2: in France we do not compensate <laughs> we do not
3: compensate oh we all talk like Pepe Le Pew
0: <laughs> hey hey no stereotypes it is. They we all talk like G- Gerard Depardieu <laughs> who is that who is that it's the the, the actor he's a famous actor <laughs> oh, apparently Carter
2: not too famous actually talk the actors talk nice Cool. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, no, no real news. 2 plus 2 is back up, which means that I'm going to go there just as much as I did before when they were not up. Yeah,
0: same here. Which now it'll be more productive because they're up. <laughs> oh, you're saying you don't go there very often.
2: Got it. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay. All right. So, I think now would be an opportune time to throw it to myself and TJ because we're going to actually review the Mirage this week, because that's where I stayed and I played with TJ. And um, Did
1: he give you a hug?
2: He gave Sorry, me a is hug. Is that a
1: spoiler alert? No, no, no. That's <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that's a spoiler alert at all.
2: Um, that's kind of just understood, is that you get a hug. You see TJ, you give him a hug. He gives you a hug. Wait, if hug you, had, a little you had to give him a hug first, and then you got one? Um, it was like the same like- time. Same time I, thought, I went a little early. Is it like so a maybe. is it like
1: a bro hug or a full hug? It's no, not it's like
2: it's not like give a penny, take a penny. You just the hugs happen. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't even know what that
0: means. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> are you saying there's other situations where you give someone a hug but really
2: it wasn't yours? Like a bear hug where they don't get to give the hug back because you're around their arms?
1: If this gets any more boring, I'm going to cut off this part of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Are you saying it's all or nothing, like my favorite O-Town song? (laughs) That is an awesome song, by the way.
2: (laughs) Yes, it's basically all or nothing, unless it's both.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
2: I I definitely
1: want it all or nothing at all. Um, (laughs) All right, we're going to throw it to TJ now, talk about the Mirage.
2: So we're here with uh, TJ for this week's section of Hugging the Rail and we have a special Hugging the Rail episode. And what is what is our uh, poker room going to be today, TJ?
3: Well, I think more importantly, why is it special?
2: It's Because special I'm it-
3: here! <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's special because Bryce is here and I was there. And TJ and I Uh-oh. got to play in the Mirage together. Um, and it it's was- a Hugging
0: the Rail about an actual hug.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: there, there were were there
3: any hugs? Yes. Was there, was yes. there a man hug in there? There I was, a man, was. Yes. a man hug. Yes.
2: You didn't it's offer just... any to my friends, but that's okay. I don't. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a whore. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we are going to be doing the mirage today. Um, so y- y- Bryce and Tom, I guess you got to ask me and TJ the questions this time. No. So tell us about the mirage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how how many tables would you say they have there?
2: I would say I think they had about 20 tables, but some of them know? are dedicated strictly towards uh the daily tournaments that they run.
3: Yeah. And a- apparently, I didn't know this Jordan said that they 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 run a lot of satellite or um a lot of uh, sit and goes. I didn't say a lot. <laughs> I think they well, run you said more. you said You've—they've been known to run sit and goes. Yes. A lot of a lot of rooms won't even take that uh, into consideration for you.
2: The last Here. time I was there, I played a seventy-five dollar sit and go um, with one of my buddies and like nine randos or seven randos, and I just put it—I just uh, saw that it was up on the list, and so we put our names down, and then eventually after like an hour, it filled up.
0: Did that table just pop up in front of you like randomly while you're playing another game? You're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> that's what happens to me when and goes online. It's like I didn't know I signed up
1: for this. Wait, it's PLO?
3: <laughs> oh my god, god. It's, it's PLO. It's I PLO
1: have... low. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: is, is that what happened? No, that's not what happened. Um, but yeah, I thought that the uh, the was was decent. It wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh, what do you think, TJ?
0: How was
3: the coffee? No, I I play I've been drinking green tea.
2: <laughs> Again.
3: You have no baseline. No, Jordan had a coffee. Do you remember? Jordan, how was it?
2: I didn't have a coffee.
3: Oh, oh, I should have lied. Come on. Jordan called me. Wait. Jordan called me and said, "I'm in the parking lot." Order both of us a coffee, I'm walking in, and I ordered him a coffee. Oh yeah, I did, I did. Ah, Mr. Truckman, remember?
0: Spoiler alert. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess you don't know how
2: it was. (laughs) Um, No, 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 I do remember, I do remember. Um, It was not great. (laughs) Did you say it's unmemorable? It was memorable because it was not great. Well, clearly it wasn't memorable. (laughs) Well, now that you mention it, it jogged my memory because I didn't order one for myself. Now that did. you
1: reminded me of it, I remember it, so it's memorable. <laughs> exactly. Now that, you,
0: now that you said it, I remembered that my butler brought me a coffee.
2: Exactly. Well, <laughs> TJ is not my butler. Come on now. Um, he's so how, my how, my cocktail wait, waiter. Oh, that was weird.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
3: Speaking of uh,
1: waitresses, no, how, how are the waitresses at the Mirage? Same
3: as- Every other poker room. Damn it. They're all over. No, one of
1: these, these is going to be really hot. One
3: day. That'll be the first thing we talk about. I'll I'll come here prepared to tell you there was a hot cocktail waitress in a poker room. Yeah, that's, they, how, they were that's how
0: we'll know it's happened, because you'll come here prepared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's clearly prepared for this.
2: Yeah, in addition to the cocktail waitresses, I felt like the, uh, the dealers were a little on the old side, and... Um, there was definitely one or two that were young and uh, moved the game along, but some of them just were really old and slow and didn't get the game moving at all. It was terrible. So <laughs> I award them no points in that category.
0: Did you award them
2: no tips? I still tip them. Yeah, I good feel like that's, it, that's positive reinforcement, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because if you don't tip them, now they're angry and they're probably not going to speed things up.
3: They're going to go from 18 hands an hour to 13 hands an hour.
0: Or maybe they'll feel, oh man i got to deal more hands because every time this guy wins I don't get a tip so i got to compensate by going faster and then you'll tip them and they'll go backwards. I Let's usually just that.
1: tip them pretty well so I ensure myself that I'll get some hard candy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, old people jokes. <laughs> oh, I
2: see what you did there. Okay. Um. Anyways, so speaking of uh,
0: hands per hour, did you guys play any noteworthy hands? We did play,
2: at least one.
3: At least one, I'd say. Were they By memorable? We two, so that if we, we had, bring it up, you'll remember. One, we had one um, drunk Jordan hand and one sober Jordan hand. Which one sounds more fun?
2: Drunk. Yep. <laughs> Much better hand. <laughs> do tell. Um so I'm going to tell how I remember it and TJ can jump in and correct me. Okay,
3: we'll do that. I like that. Let's okay. see. It was
2: it was totally black and then I had coffee later.
3: <laughs> they were they were suited.
2: Were they?
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> okay. Um so what happened was is TJ I called up TJ I said Get us on the list and order me a coffee. Apparently, <laughs> and, uh, so he did, and he chose the seat directly to my left, which is a good move. Um, and so TJ has direct position on me. We played probably about an hour or so before this hand came up, and right an orbit, the- an orbit and a half, <laughs> about, <laughs> about half an orbit. Um, no, one of, the, one of the young guys was in dealing during some of our time, so things things went pretty snappy. Um, there was a guy, a couple seats to my right, that liked to limp, fold, or just limp in general, a decent amount. So he would limp in late position, it would fold to me in the small blind, and I would make it 16, which is a pretty large raise, even for a, a live game. Um, we were playing he short-stacked?
1: Um, not really. Because you yell at me when I raise... Against short stacks. Did you have Ace-Four suited? <laughs> no, I did not.
2: Um, so I did this earlier, and I had to show down some kind of junkie hand. and I don't. By
3: some kind of junkie, he means 8-Four offsuit.
2: Yeah. That's not your name. That's twice your name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't know if TJ was paying attention or not. He probably was. I probably wasn't. Um, so the exact could, same situation happens again. He limps and I make it 16 out of the small blind and TJ calls in the big blind. Um, Tricky, TJ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say what I had. Uh, I had king-queen offsuit this time. Spoiler alert. And so it was a legitimate, uh, a good time to do it. Um, TJ called, the other guy folded and the flop comes
3: King nine five rainbow. Nine five rainbow. Yep.
2: And I decided to go ahead and check it to to TJ. Ooh, tricky. Yeah. So TJ bets and I call. I forget how much. Probably like thirty bucks. Twenty sounds.
3: 15. Sounds like. I believe it was twenty. I think. I think uh, about twenty five, thirty. And
2: say twenty. I mean, to twenty eight. We're about. I would say you know, two like a hundred and fifty ish big blinds. To start the hand.
1: So, well, let me ask you something. Uh, if you had air there, are, are you c betting there?
2: Um, not always. I may just check, what, it, give up.
3: Because no, I, I thought you would. That's what I was thinking on um, on the flop. Is the I would I see that air. You would see bet all your air, and you would you would see bet your your um your pretty pretty good showdown hands, and then uh, you could check some some medium strength showdown hands. So what did not, you put, what'd you that. put him on? Um, when he check called, I thought he had maybe some kind of pocket pair, and just thought I was taking a stab at it, or some kind of uh, some kind of nine, and maybe maybe like a really weak king, because he was he was opening, uh, like like he said he was op- It could have been he could have been opening king deuce in that spot, you know, mm-hmm. against uh, what he was what he did against that punishing that limper.
2: Yeah. Um So I, I think that sometimes I would probably check some air there, um, just because TJ flatting as opposed to like three betting me, it shows that he's got you know at least something good um, and I don't think he's you know he's not just calling to to float me with some pure bitmi. So I check call and the turn is a
3: uh, two that brings a second suit. Nice. Two so diamonds.
2: And so, I go ahead and lead into him for, I think,
3: 40. About 40. Which left you, I, if I think our number's right, about 150 behind? Maybe a bit more? Yeah, I think a
2: little bit more than 150 behind. About
3: 150 behind. So... TJ jammed
2: that was me. Thick and I jammed. <laughs> TJ thought about it, and then he jammed on me. And, and then Jordan tanked. And then I said... Why,
1: why you have to be a dick? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then
3: you
1: asked him to go get you a coffee while you mucked his hand. <laughs> that, that would have been a much better
2: move. Um, so then for me, you know, TJ just jams on me there. And the sport is obviously like pretty dry. And I feel like um, I've definitely under underwrapped my hand, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, just stack off 150 big blinds, you know. It was definitely unexpected that he jammed on me. So um, what do you guys think at this point? You don't know what TJ has, so.
1: Well, I'm thinking that it's, he said he had 150 behind. There's what, like 75 in the pot, something like that? 30
3: plus R2, 30 plus another 90 there's there's a after his bet there's a, there's about 115 in the pot i think oh, okay. so to, it was a pretty small bet he led for like 25
1: okay oh, okay yeah so it's not a huge shove no um, it wasn't it wasn't
3: that big of a shove so it's like a pot less than a pot size shove about, yeah about a pot yeah about yeah. A, okay. a little bit less
1: um i'm thinking that he probably you said there are two flush draws or just one
3: just There's one flush
1: draw on turn, a turn to flush yeah. draw. Okay. Um obviously he can be doing this with um you know like a pair plus draw um that you know if he does get called he still has equity. Um I'm just my the first thing that comes to my mind is all right, so is he bluffing or is he value betting? So would he do this with his strong hands? Yes or no? Would he do this with bluffs? Yes or no? Um like you said, I think you've under-repped your hand and I think he thinks you're weak so the fact that he thinks you're weak increases his bluffing frequency um which makes me want to call more um i don't know if you had any recent history with tj or seen seen him make any similar moves like this um at the table
2: not really um but if so if you think that he's bluffing what hands is he bluffing with
1: um like i said you know maybe maybe just a bare flush draw that he like picked up um, maybe he stabbed on the flop, and now he picked up um, some equity, and he just thinks you're full of it, and so he's going to shove. Um, but with still has some equity. Okay, Bryce. Yep. Yep.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <what> <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think. I mean, the fact that you underrupt your hand makes me think that he's much more, much less likely to do this for value.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. When when someone does something like this, I'm like, okay, so let's pretend he has a set. Now, would he play it like this? Like, what was the, was the flop king nine something? So let's pre- if he has nines, which is perfectly reasonable in his pre-flop range, um, he's definitely gonna bet when check two on the flop, and he could uh, he he could jam for value on the turn. But does he think he's getting called if he jams for value? based on the way you've played the hand, I don't think he's going to jam nines there um, because I think he thinks you're going to fold. Okay. So I think the top of his range isn't shoving. So when you take away the top of his range, now you're left with, you know, a lot of bluffs that play it like this.
2: Yep. Okay. Uh, That's kind of of the thought process that I went through as well. Um, I, I think that you could definitely have King-9 and play it like this, but other than King-9, it didn't seem that reasonable that he would jam something like uh, pocket-5s or pocket-9s. He could jam worse for value, like King-Jack. That seemed reasonable to me. Why? Why? Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that as well. I I wouldn't put King-9
0: in his jamming range based on how you played the hand. Because what's what is really calling him? That you know, I mean, it seems like you you look like you have either a crappy king or less. Are you really calling yeah. a turn raise with you know against his king nine? It seems like he's just blowing you off the hand.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I think he's he, if he has a really good hand, he's gonna raise small to induce if he, if that's even possible. I can't remember the the stacks yeah, and all that. Well,
3: so that would. Where it was 25 with about 150 behind. So what what I was thinking, I'm in like a shorter dialogue in my head. I I mean, I I thought about it for what a good 60 seconds, 90 seconds, maybe. I thought about it for a minute. And and in short, I thought about all the things you guys said and, and thought Jordan realizes all those things and like kind of got into a,
1: a leveling uh, more in yourself.
3: Yeah, a, a bit. And, um, and I also thought that he, obviously, that's such a pole riding bet that, um, well, actually, if do we want to reveal the hand yet? No. Sure. No, no, not, does, not uh, yet. no. Not No, no, no. Not yet? Okay. okay. Um, that he um, might realize that my hand looks so bluffy that uh, because of all the things you guys said, I, I'm kind of like... Yeah, and, maybe
1: you would shove nines you know, there because you're going to get fucked right, up right.
3: late. Right, right, exactly.
1: No, that makes sense.
3: And that was kind of, kind of pretty much what was going through my head. And then when I thought about the hand later, if you, when we reveal the hand, it, it's, it's actually, it, it could have actually been a little sick.
2: <laughs> so, so TJ had tens there actually. Okay. And when I call, I thanked for a while, and then I called and he asked if I had a king because he thought I might have called him with a nine
3: action. Yeah, that, that's where I started thinking that could be a pretty sick, sick shove because if he thinks that's just a pure bluff right there and he calls me with some nine... Yeah, well, nine is a bluff catcher there. So, so. Exactly. That would have been really, really a sick, uh, sick shove.
1: Yeah. Um, just kind of going through it in my head. um, the ten. And then a ten
0: on the river? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Did you really?
3: No, no, he uh, it it broke out. Uh
0: 'cause if you that would have been awesome. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, really, you really leveled him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, nice. so congratulations, but, Jordan. Um,
2: it was fun to play with TJ, and TJ plays good. So if you play against TJ.
3: It was very fun to play with Jordan, and even though the other hand we lost, which we won't get into because it'll also be a long discussion, it was nice to play some live poker and get into a little bit of leveling war. Ro- we did get the other hand was a three bet pot, and that was pretty fun to play. And I mean, there's so few interesting situations I get into in these live games. I mean, honestly, almost never because all most bets are so transparent. That playing against him was actually pretty fun, even though I came up short, both hands.
2: But he won money from the other people.
3: That is true. <laughs>
1: well, just, just in the future, just, just, just remember 3-bet when he raises to 16 over a limper.
3: Yep. Mm, I to fold out his air.
0: Remember when TJ shoves the turn, he has 10s. <laughs> Always.
2: <laughs> Always. That's a very, very... Very narrow range. Very dependable read that I've developed on TJ. Yep. Um But, yeah, I think the Mirage was decent. I just played there because we were staying there, and, I mean... uh,
1: Oh, did you try the Mirage Buffet? No.
2: I've
3: never been to the Mirage Buffet. I've heard such uh, good things. uh, I walk by it every day. That's all I got. That's what? I said that's all I got. Uh Oh, because I've heard
1: two... I've heard two different people, uh, or I've heard many people say that either the Wind Buffet is the best or the Mirage Buffet. I've had the Wind Buffet; it was very good. But um, Hash House of Go Go and the Mirage Buffet are on my list for com- this summer.
2: Nice. Yeah. What about the, what about the buffet Excalibur
1: Buffet? No. And I'm not going back to the Gold Coast, but they did have a decent buffet. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It took you forever to eat, but it was good. Yeah, they had really good self serving. And- Cake and all kinds of. Anyway, save um, it for
2: the Gold Coast review. <laughs>
1: do, do not walk from the Gold Coast
0: to the Aria, though. No. That
3: sounds horrible.
0: <laughs> anyway, maybe um, we should wrap it up. No, here. no, I have
3: one more
1: question. Um,
0: oh, okay. Is it
2: about? Is it about food? Is <laughs> it about the Mirage? It's sort of. Did we um, actually
3: review the room at all? Or yeah. just, it's these. Said, said he was drunk <laughs> and it's okay.
1: No, I have a question. Does your girlfriend TJ listen to this? Uh, podcast.
3: Uh, she's what no, do you want she to her. Her. Yeah, uh, She does not listen to this podcast. Okay. She, she was, she's right here and probably not even listening.
1: No, no, I was just concerned that that was affecting your negative reviews of the waitresses and in fact
3: they were all hot.
2: Oh. You're living in a fantasy world, my friend.
3: <laughs> to think I would lie to you about the hotness of a cocktail waitress. <laughs>
2: Now is she listening to you?
3: (laughs) 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 Definitely sounds like she's listening.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, um, thanks a lot. And next time that somebody is in Vegas, we'll do a uh, tag team review with TJ again.
3: And by next time, I mean DC meetups very soon.
2: If they ever put out a schedule.
1: Yeah, they're waiting on me probably because I usually handle all that. I'm waiting on you.
2: Waiting
0: Waiting on you, Tom. Get on (laughs) it or you're not getting paid.
2: Agreed.
1: (laughs) I'm still waiting on my both speaker.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I think uh, we're going to throw it to the Ed Miller interview.
1: Yep. Let's hug Perfect. it out. All right. Hug it out. Let's hug it out. Bring awesome. it in. Real hugs. Thanks, TJ. We'll be right back with our feature interview.
0: This is Zach Elwood, the guy who wrote Reading Poker Tells," which is a book on reading poker tales. You're listening to Badooy All-Stars, which is a podcast.
1: We are on with Ed Miller, author of seven poker books, seven Wikipedia, not six. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, Ed?
4: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be on. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming on. Um, Bryce, you want to get started?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, before that, we should definitely mention the new book is Playing the Player. It comes out May 22nd, which, if you're listening to this in a timely manner, is tomorrow. If not, it's out. Right. Uh, <laughs> <how you doing? laughs> Um, can, can you tell us a little bit about the new book? Uh, like, how did it come about?
4: Sure, yeah. So, again, the new book is called Playing the Player. It's, uh, it's about um, basically all the – everything there is, in my opinion, to Null no Hold'em beyond kind of just the fundamentals of what you learn, like, you know, play this hand, don't play this hand, whatever. You know, when, once you get beyond that stage and you're starting to think about how other people are playing and you're going to react to it, um, that's kind of where the book – uh, starts to talk about it. So it, it, I got the idea for the book actually from coaching students. I started coaching about a month after black Friday, which is not a coincidence. <laughs> <So> I, think, <laughs> I, I think I'm not the only person who was like, Oh, I have less money now. <laughs> um, so, uh, and yes, yeah, so I, 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 you know, been coaching for about a year now and, uh, I was sort of constantly, I, I, I don't want to say I was amazed, because I can tell just from playing enough poker how people think about the game, but, like, I realized that, like, none of my students, you know, they all they all ask questions like, oh, you know, I I open-raised with A6 suited, is that okay? You know, or, like, you know, this guy bet, and I didn't know what to do, should I call, or should I, fo-? you know? And so they ask these very, like, card-centric questions. Like, they're, they're very focused on like what do I do in this situation what's the standard line you know how, how do I react to this and 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 I realized you know that's just not how I think about like poker like at all I mean I, that's literally not how I make any decision at, at the poker table and I was like well maybe I should kind of explain how I do <laughs> do that because it's clear that you know basically everybody you know and and you know in in my opinion they're they're not kind of thinking correctly when they are, are asking these questions and 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 sort of focused on, on the cards. And, and what I think about when I play is, I, you know, the only way I'm going to win money is if people lose it to me. And so I have to create situations where people are going to lose their money to me. That's my job. You know, the more situations I create at the table where people are going to lose their money, the more money I'm going to make. So that's what playing the player kind of is about. It's about how to examine how other players are playing and then find... The situations where they're going to hand you their money, and then just create those situations repeatedly. And so
1: you, so you bring a gun yeah. and a mask.
4: Yes, exactly. That that <laughs> that that's uh, chapter two. <laughs>
2: you do that against the looser players. Yeah. <laughs> chapter three, playing against bank tellers. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I definitely um, agree, and I think that that resonates a lot because a lot of players, when they're kind of at that stage, they get the answer, it depends a lot, and right. then they get really frustrated with that because they, they just want, like, a Ace-6 you raise, and Ace-5 you fold. Like, just very clear-cut and dry. But it doesn't work like
4: that. <laughs> no. Right, and I, and, and I have to say, you know, it's funny that you mention, like, it depends, because, like, if, if you ask a question and then someone answers, like, it depends, I mean, to me, that's a sign that you've kind of asked the wrong question, mm-hmm. I think. You know, not, I mean, not, not always. I don't want to, like, completely bag on anyone who <laughs> like, you know, like, it, it, you know, I, I feel like poker does have kind of clear-cut answers. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, if, if your question doesn't have one, it, it might not be a good question.
1: Yeah, that's my, always been my strategy with my students. I always like to blame the question asker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the quality of your question, and in this case... Yeah, no, I think that's the thing for me when I was first learning poker was learning how to even understand the problem that i was trying to solve it's not what do i do with this hand in this situation it's how do i think about the situation what am i trying to do what would be the advantage or disadvantage of betting versus you know calling or what Or i mean raising versus calling in the situation or whatever else right um so i mean like who's the what would you say is the target stakes for a book like this is it for people that are playing lower stakes does it apply across the board
4: well I, I would say I mean it, the book's written with with examples from live poker I mean, live poker is what I've been playing most of for the last you know for a while now April fifteenth yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it <laughs> right so um yeah, so I've been playing a lot of so so the examples all come from live games I, really I think it's appropriate for basically anyone who plays live poker in a card room I mean I you know it, it, again, it's not just my students um who i think kind of need this book i mean as i play you know i it's very rare that i see somebody make a play where i i can tell from the play that they made that they're thinking you know about their opponent and how to get money out of their opponent. i mean it's very rare that that i actually see that where some guy will make a bet that's kind of like out of the ordinary and then they'll get a good result and then i'll be like yeah that guy like knows what's going on and knows how to get money out of this guy like the vast majority of the time when i play i don't see people doing that um and so i I think it's almost anyone who plays live poker this book is really aimed for and then i I think it's good for online players too i i would say i you know i haven't played online for a while so i don't know my stakes too well but i i think anyone who's like a regular at the like 100 no limit or, or maybe even 200 no limit but but 200 no limit players are probably better than that now but, uh, you know, like, if you're, like, a regular 100 No Limit and, and you're really struggling to kind of move up, you know, maybe you've uh, given a couple shots and just haven't made it work. I think this book is, is you know, for you, basically. And and anyone who plays lower than that, too, for sure. Awesome.
2: Awesome.
0: So, I mean, would you... So, as far as getting into kind of the, the, the meat of the book, at least, as you know, as far as I'm concerned, is, like, playing against kind of... The regulars is going to be someone who's sitting there and has been sitting in that chair for hours. Um, not the recreational player so much, but what, what sort of things, when you sit down at a table, are you looking, like what patterns do you look for to figure out what sort of player someone is and what you're going to adjust to, or do you make assumptions right off the bat and see what happens?
4: Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely make assumptions right off the bat. I mean, I make assumptions just by looking at people. <laughs> they are, you know, I, I, if you played enough live poker, you, your assumptions get to be pretty good just by looking at somebody. Um, and I, I I still don't fully understand how that works, but it, do, it does work pretty well. Um, that guy has watched so, so, too,
1: Star Wars way too much. Right, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, anyone with the Star Wars t-shirt, I'm probably going to, I don't know. <laughs> to, like to, to, like, bluff three-bet me at the first opportunity. But, um, yeah, so, you know, so that's the first step. But then the next things I look for, like, I look for specific uh, sort of common things that are exploitable. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I use all the time is when I see people give up, you know, they're going to bet the flop and then give up whenever they've missed. I mean, that's, a, like, a huge, huge, huge one. So... Uh, you know, they're going to raise pre-flop and then someone calls and I'm just kind of watching hands for this to happen. And then they bet the flop and someone calls, you know, and then they just kind of check fold the turn like that in live players. It, some people do that almost, you know, with 100 percent accuracy where whenever they've missed, they will check fold the turn and whenever they haven't missed, they're going to bet the turn. I mean, obviously, that's hugely useful information. And so whenever I pick up that somebody's kind of doing that, uh, I never fold to their continuation bet like ever, and just wait to see what they do on the turn, and they're going to tell me what their hand is. So that's the kind of you know thing that that I look for. And there's tons of little things like that. We we talk about a lot of that. We talk about a lot of it in the in the new book.
1: Awesome.
2: Uh, I just got back from Vegas and played some live poker, and I can definitely uh, agree with that.
0: So I mean, is this? Are these things that? Your, how many orbits would you say it takes before you kind of pin, pigeonhole somebody as, you know, bets the flop and gives up versus someone you think is probably continuing a little more often, that sort of thing?
4: Uh, well, honestly, I, I with a lot of these things, I really kind of only need to see it once, because it's going with my sort of assumption about the player. So, you know, I mean, just to give you, like, a specific example, like, you know, in, in, in Las Vegas, there are about 2 million, like, 40 to 65-year-old guys who, like, wear T-shirts and shorts and sandals and play tight and, you know, are never, absolutely never getting their stack in, like, bad, basically. And, you know, I mean, I call them nits in the book, and I think that's kind of what most people call them. But, you know, there's just, like, a ton of these guys. And so if I see a guy who kind of fits that description, you know, he's kind of like, little bit scraggly, maybe he hasn't showered for a day, <laughs> you know, just, like, you know, not even remotely dressed to impress, he's in his, like, track suit or whatever, and, you know, and then he, you know, just kind of wusses out on a hand or something, like, that's it, now I'm gonna just totally typecast the guy, and I'm gonna assume that he's gonna have certain traits, you know, predictable traits on, on kind of all betting rounds, And, you know, sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm not. And, you know, poker's a game of, you know, you just kind of have to play the numbers and and hope you're right. So, uh, so, so really it's it's very quick with a lot of people. A lot of these, and the other thing is a lot of these traits that people have are really, uh, really, really, really predictable. Like, like if they do it once, they're going to do it almost every time. Uh, another one that they do in Vegas all the time is that they won't value bet top pair on the river. Uh. And the guys who won't value bet top pair, you know, and, and you only have to see it once. Like, you only have to see one hand go down where, you know, they bet the turn, they get called, the river comes. You know, they're off. Like, maybe they're on a Like, it's, like, a beautiful card for them. They absolutely should be putting some money in, on the river. And they just check it down. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have aces. You know, oh, yeah, they're good. You only have to see that once, in my opinion. And then I'm just forever going to say that guy doesn't bet the river with top pair. And so when he does bet the river... You know, I don't necessarily know exactly what he's got, but I know he doesn't have top pair, and a lot of times that's, you know, very very useful information.
1: Yeah, so he's definitely more polarized.
4: Yeah, much 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 more polarized. Yeah,
1: yeah. I forgot to mention that our biggest sponsor is a tracksuit maker, so if you could tone that <laughs> down. Uh... But it's
0: but it's tracksuits for people that don't shower, and so they're really happy with that point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed, what what is your plan like? Um, years from now when all those guys are the internet former internet players that's yeah I
4: think I'm hopefully going to be in like Tahiti by then I just just wanted to agree with what you were saying
1: earlier Um, I think online we, we get sort of bogged down into like oh well how many hands do you have oh you only have 30 hands on him oh well that's nothing you need to have 200 hands or 500 hands to really have a good read Um, whereas live, uh, you know, now that I've started playing more live, it's definitely one of those situations where you see something once or twice, and that's just going to be true.
4: Yeah, well, I'll give you, I was just playing just now, actually, and I'll give you an example, kind of on the opposite side uh, um, of this, is, is I sat down, and there was this guy who had kind of like a, I don't know, like a Russian accent, I found out later, he was born in the Ukraine, but he lives in the US or whatever, and like th- my third hand that I watched, some guy made it 15, and then he makes it like 50 by just kind of throwing two green chips out there. And I was like, this guy light three bets like way more often than any live, than most live players, you know. And I- and that was just my read based on seeing that he three bet with green chips and like like it- it's it's hard to explain. And this is not in the book. So if like on the third hand that you're sitting down, you see some guy that looks like he might be light three betting anyway. Just because of who he looks like, and then he three beds, you know. I'm just like, that's a light like three that <laughs> you know, just kind of adding all the kind of probabilities together, the and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, I, I, again, you don't, you really don't need a lot of data, I would say, in in live play at all to make those kind of reads.
0: I mean, I think that's true online too. I think people get so caught up because they're talking about HUD stats, and it's like, well, 68% of this but if you see that one hand where he didn't do something or capped his range or whatever, and you get in these situations, the one time it happens, you can form a pretty reasonable hypothesis about how he plays, and you may not be right, but you, can, you have something to go off other than just, he bet.
4: No, I, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I, I think if you're, if you're gonna be like, if you play online and you're just gonna be like, I am slave to the hub stat, and I'm gonna take into account no other information available to me, then, then yeah, you need a lot of sample because you know, because because you're gonna get all kinds of variation in the first, you know, whatever. But yeah, like if you, uh, like, identify a situation, like you just see something happen, and and you're like, you know, a good player would do this, you know, and then sure enough, it happens, and it's like something a bad player would rarely do. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sometimes you'll just see something, and and you'll be like. You know, he can only have aces, or he's a good player who's understood the situation. And then sure enough, he does it. It's like, well, you kind of know what's going on, Mm. if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you also just have to pay attention when you play online. Like, when you're playing live, there's one game going on as opposed to, you know, four or six or eight or 50 million or however many Nano Noka plays. Right. (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you do need, like, you have to pay attention to those showdowns. And I think that that's... That's part of what uh, you need to be doing in addition to the HUD stats, like you're saying.
4: Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, so you mentioned the someone who see who raises sea C- bets and then gives up on a hand. You know, not betting in the river. What are the other sort of things that you really look for in someone who's, you know, kind of those those points where you see it once and you know something about them now?
4: Oh, uh, well, the ones. That, let's see. More ones that you see it once and then you know something. Um. I mean, big ones are like when people kind of raise fold in spots that you know, like again this is live, like some people when they raise, say the turn or, or, or whatever, are almost always, like they have such a strong range when they do that, that they're almost never folding, you know, to, to a re-raise um, so if you see somebody raise fold in a spot like that, like you just know that their turn raising range is like, is like not that kind of normal live turn-raising range. Right um, so, or, I, I, I mean, if you see somebody, even, like, 3-bet, preflop flop and fold, you know, that's another one that, that a, a lot of live players, especially if the stacks are kind of short, like if it's, like, $300 stacks or $400 stacks, you know, in a 2-5 game, and, you know, you see someone makes it 20, and then someone makes it 60, and then someone makes it, like, 200, and the guy who made it 60-fold's, like... That's actually like really useful information about their three-betting range because a lot of live players will like literally never fold in that spot. So you, again, it, you know, it, it just says something about their entire kind of thought process about three-betting to see them fold in that spot. So that, those are more. A, a lot of it is like when I see, yeah, it's like when I see people bet fold or raise fold in spots that kind of don't like your kind of typical live player just would not be betting, saying at all.
1: So, Ed, uh, how have the games been uh, in Vegas since Black Friday?
4: You know, they, they're still really good, actually. I, I, I think a lot of people, I, I heard a lot of people, especially people who were kind of pros around here, you know, they were all worried. They were like, oh, my God, the Internet kids are going to come and kill all the games. And they definitely came, you know, and you, you saw a lot of... Uh, it, You know, a lot of kind of internet-y stuff that you used to never see, like, you know, light 3 betting, which you used to never see and now, you know, kind of has moved in. But it's – most of the people – there's really almost no, like, really, really, like, good players, I would say, that that I tend to play against. So it's a lot of tourists still, a lot of kind of just really tight, kind of unimaginative, needy-type players – uh, and then usually one player who's like a little bit better, but even then, uh, you know it's, 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 often, it's often not like you know a world beat or anything. And, and those games are like super beatable. Any, any game with a lineup like that is is gonna be very, very beatable. So I, I think the live games are are still very good, and the goal of the book actually of a play, player is, is to kind of you know a lot of a lot of my students, you know they go to the the games of Vegas. You know and they say, oh these games are, you know they're tight. they're so tight. They're not really good. They're so tight. You know and uh, and yeah they are tighter. But but the thing is that the the people who play tight in those games are not playing well. And so it, it's it's just that kind of people bang their heads against the wall and say, well if you're not going to just hand me your money when I make <laughs> when I make a full house, like I don't know how to beat you. <laughs> so so kind of the, the point of playing the player is to show you how to of understand what those tight players, like, their entire strategy and then just show you how to pick them apart so that you don't have to uh, find, you know, that one guy who's going to just be a total, you know, total moron to, <laughs> to, to make money in the games. And uh, as long as you're willing to do that, as long as you're willing to, you know, read the book and as long as you're willing to kind of look at what other people are doing, even the kind of okay players in the game and kind of pick them apart and, and take advantage of them. Then you're gonna do just fine.
1: In this. Do, you awesome. this is, do you think this? Do you think this was the first time someone said, "Oh no, those introverts in hoodies are coming"?
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, it, it is kind of amazing how, like, you know, some dude will sit at my table and he'll be like, and he's got like. <laughs> I've seen some of these guys are from Europe, right? And, and so I, I they must be because they they don't say anything, but they've got like short shorts on. So I just kind of <laughs> either that or like,
1: they're from the '80s. They,
4: <laughs> right, they, they've got like short shorts and flip flops, and then like a hoodie and sunglasses, and and then like you know, Dr. Dre earphones you know, <laughs> on, with like enormous hair. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, did your <laughs> did your mom see? This? <laughs> say that was okay. No, I don't know. It, it's pretty. It's pretty absurd. I don't. I. You know. It's like. It's like. Pe- I mean, people must dress up for poker. Like it's like. I don't see anybody when I just kind of walk around in my neighborhood walking my dog, like just in <laughs> short shorts short and hoodie. <laughs> I mean, it's like you never see anybody dressed like this except at a poker table.
1: Do you think they lay it out the night before? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, what I, kind of I, conclusions I, can you draw based on the length of somebody's shorts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the shorter yeah, the that, shorts, the more aggressive the player?
4: I, I think, I think. well, yeah, that's probably fair, actually. Probably a good, uh, a good rule. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he's wearing a Speedo, just call down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so World Series is coming to town soon. Yeah. Uh, y- uh, playing any of the events is that something that you normally do or just stick to cash mostly
4: no i did, i normally say well every year okay every year i say i so i'm not big on tournaments the main reason i'm not big on well, there's two reasons one is you know i just think cash games are like way steadier income i have no particular interest in like gunning for the big score but then the other thing about tournaments and this is the real reason is they just take too damn long i think i'm they with forever. you I mean, they they you know it They start at noon and then they're over you know it's over for the evening at like 1 a.m. it's for you know I got a two-year-old it's like I can't be doing that so but every year in the World Series I'm like okay I'm gonna play some events this year and every year I play one event and so far I've done this like six times and every time I've either like basically bubbled the event or I've like min cashed or like done a little bit better than min cash. so I think I'm actually ahead You know, lifetime in the World Series, but it's such a miserable experience (laughs) (laughs) that I never do it again. But I, I, I'm actually, I'm for the first time, I'm considering playing the main event this year, which is, um, which I actually have always avoided because of the absolutely absurd time commitment. But you know, there's the allure of it too, so I'm probably going to play that one this year. Yeah, if you don't
1: like the time commitment, I don't know if the main event is really the one for you.
4: You know, like, you know, Matt Flynn, for instance, you know, last time he was in town, you know, and he was like, you got to play the main event. You got to play it. You got to play it. You know, you got to play it. And I was like, "Dude, this is two weeks long. You know, that's just to me, that's just beyond ridiculous. So but so I don't know. I'm still I'm still up in the air about whether I want to play it or not. But, you know, it's right now. it, It sounds tempting. Maybe maybe in a month I'll be like, no, I got other things to do with my half a month. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think Matt's the one who said that he signed up for an event, got there 10 minutes early, and then sat there for five minutes and tried to get his money back before the event started because he realized what a horrible idea it was. <laughs> so so be be aware that in the moment, Matt may agree with you completely about what a time commitment it is.
4: <laughs> the, the other thing, Matt, I, I have another Matt Flynn World Series story. Matt Flynn's like, I want to put you in this event. I had no intention of playing it. It was like one of the huge small buy-in events, like the 1500. And... uh you know, he's like, I'm going to put you in, I'm going to put you in, I'm going to put you in. You know, and then he gave me, like, some ridiculous, like, he gave me, like, 40% or something. You know, he <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I have to buy, I have to play it. Like, I can't not play it if you're just going to hand me, like, $600 or whatever. And so I played it, and and then about 10, 10 hours in, I was like, I, you know, I was like, I can't believe I only have six hundred dollars. Doing this for six hundred dollars, and, and I was like, I, you know, and I wasn't even, you know, I was just like, I was like, I never would have played this tournament if he hadn't done this. But now that I'm in the tournament, it's like, I'm so mad I don't have all of myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think there was a juicy cash game that he wanted to go to that he didn't want you a part of, and it was he was going to make far more than $600? So he just...
4: He was like, why don't you go over there?
0: Did you look and scan the field and see if Matt had put all the cash game players into this event?
4: Yeah, not put that past it. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about tournaments.
2: But you know. I, I totally agree. I, as a cash game player, I think that it's it's awful because you either like play all day and get nothing, or like every once in a while you play extra, extra long, and then it like finally pays off.
1: Yeah, I feel but, like I, every other day I change my tune on this. One day I'm like, oh, you got to go to the cash games; they're just more profitable. You know, you can leave when you want, show up when you want. And then the next day, I'm like, "Yeah, but there's no end in sight. At least there's an end in a tournament. and There's glory, and but <laughs> it quickly changes yeah. every time you bust out of a tournament. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, I, I, am I'm, ac- I, I'm abs- actually not certain there's like any glory at all anymore. Either. <laughs> I, I think you know, every once in a while, because it used to be like eight years ago. Okay, I've been kind of doing this poker book thing for a while. So eight years ago, my first book came out, and and people kept saying to me, "Oh my god." You have to win a World Series event because if you win a World Series event, you'll sell like a zillion books because you'll be on TV. First of all, I don't think anyone wants to see me on TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying that guy's book. <laughs> like, you know, but beyond that, you know, it, but people still tell me that. Like eight years later, I'm like, oh, oh, if you win, you gotta play more tournaments because if you win a tournament, people will buy your books. It's like, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen at all. Like. I'm pretty sure I could win, like, a, a, like a half-a-million-dollar tournament tomorrow, and, like, I'd look at Amazon, and I would have sold, like, one more book. <laughs> yeah, that would have been me.
1: Like, I've been waiting, just so <laughs> you know.
4: <laughs> for Ed Miller to afford <laughs> that. It's, in, it's in
1: my cart. I just haven't hit exactly. checkout yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the yeah. advantage
0: now, though, is there is no more TV, so you don't have to worry about that. People right. going, I don't know about that. They're just going to hear he won and not see okay. anything.
2: Right. I feel like you have to win one or else people will be like, well, have you ever won a poker tournament? And if you say no, then they'll be like, definitely not buying this thing. <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> yeah. yeah. On the back of the book, it just says, I won a poker tournament. <laughs> you might
2: have to, that's because that's a direct correlation of how good you are at poker. Everybody yeah. knows that. Well,
4: there's no variance <laughs> in tournament <laughs> poker. <so. laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe I should just sign up for a heads up, sit and go. I'm like, <laughs> just doing- Till I win, and then I can just put on the back, like, Ed Miller has won at least one poker tournament.
2: <laughs> Opponent disconnected in the heads-up city. <laughs> I, took
0: him, I took him one blind at a time. It was like either he disconnected or it was Phil Hellmuth,
2: one of the two. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, what, is, what is your website?
4: Uh, so, so my website is uh, notedpokerauthority.com. And uh, that's where you can buy the new book, Playing the Player. Mm -hmm. And it is available for pre-order, again, if you're listening in a timely fashion, uh, for another day. So if you pre-order immediately upon listening to this podcast, you get an extra $80 in coupons. You get $60 off coaching and another $20 off one of my other books. So it's basically $80 for free if you go buy the $50 book right now and if you do the math on that one. Not
0: a deal. So I didn't know there'd be
2: math.
4: Yeah, carry the one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, so definitely, um, if if you're an early bird, it makes sense to go to the website right now and get the book. Uh, And otherwise, um, maybe you should listen to the podcast when it comes out. (laughs) Yeah, this
0: will teach you. You got to be on top of things, or you miss out on deals. Exactly. Awesome. But if they ha- if you are listening a little later, you can still get the book. But if you just think about you didn't know about the coupons, it's still quite a value. So it, don't, it don't, is... beat your, don't beat yourself up. It's still a good deal.
4: Yeah, and you can, and you can also do what about 80 million other people are going to do, which is email me the day after the deal ends and say. <laughs> hey, Ed, how about that deal? <laughs> and,
0: and you will mass reply to all the other once? <laughs> no!
4: Exactly. And
0: then you can point them to the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
4: I just, I, I just feel like, you, dude, you, you uh, should have listened to the podcast. You know?
1: Exactly.
4: When book number yeah. eight
0: comes out, listen to the podcast.
4: Yeah, so, any, yeah but it, mm-hmm.
1: for $50, I mean, anytime uh, you, people think about this, I mean, if you play one, two, you know, that's that's gonna take care of itself if you learn one thing for one hand. So,
4: yeah, I mean, honestly, that's how I that's how I look at it. I mean, it's a quarter of a buy-in at one-two, and I guarantee you that if you play one-two, like this book is pretty much gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I mean, I you know, not <laughs> I'm a humble guy, but <laughs> it you know, I mean, the the book is is gonna show you like how to think about poker in a way that's gonna cause you to win. You know.
1: The, know, at least 51 dollars like,
4: <laughs> exactly right? you know so I, no, I, I I think that's true so i I think you know it, it's uh it's it's not a like an easy book it's not like you know oh I'm gonna read it in two hours and you know and now go play a heads-up sit and go with football <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to read that know. book but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's, uh, um, but, yeah, it's I, I think it's 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 well worth the money, and if you get it with the coupons, it's even better. So, is there? Yeah, it's
0: de- you'll definitely make more than negative thirty dollars
1: if you pre-order. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Is there going to? Is there an ebook version, or is there going to be a Kindle version, or anything like that?
4: So it it, it comes out. Um, so on the twenty second, it comes out in in ebook version. And if you order it off my website, which is again notedpokerauthority.com, dot uh, com, you get three different ebook versions. You get a PDF to read on your computer. You get a Kindle version to read on your. Kindle, and you get the EPUB version, which works on your Apple, i, everything, and, you know, Sony Reader and all the other readers out there. So basically, you get uh, enough ebook versions to read on whatever you want to read it on, um, and you can also order the paperback, which will come in a couple weeks if you order it, and or you can order both, so... So you, went, you went way
1: too above and beyond. If you just would have just did it for just Kindle and just made people download Kindle apps, that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: is, yeah. that is what That is what you would have done, and <laughs> that's why it's not a good idea for other people to take <laughs> that advice.
4: It, honestly, if I did... Well, so first of all, like judging by the emails i get i think like half of my readers are over the age of 70 because <laughs> get, I, I get these like what's a computer like what's an ebook like i get all these emails so if i told somebody they had to download something called a kindle app like it would just my email would like explode <laughs> so I'd get, about. how big is your tech support staff Exactly.
0: So many angry faxes just pouring in.
1: <laughs> stern
2: handwritten letters sealed in wax.
4: I, I actually have gotten a stern handwritten letter <laughs> sealed in wax, but it was it was very unhappy with, <laughs> with actually my my sort of electronic book leanings. Like, this was before this was like one of my earlier books that I just put out an ebook book I got a sternly worded letter about. It. Why don't I have a paperback? <laughs> <laughs> nice,
2: nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you have anything else that you want to plug? Um, buy all the books and get the coaching. And
4: yeah, I do. I do personal coaching. So if you read the books and you know, and and you kind of want more and and feel like this is gonna you know take your game to the next level, then I'm available for coaching. I do a intro package of four hours for four hundred dollars, which I think is pretty reasonable. So. Um so you can find me on my website again, noted pokerauthority.com, dot com and just send me an email and I will get back to you.
2: Are you on the Twitter machine?
4: I I, I am on this <laughs> on the Twitter machine, though I got accused of not twitting enough a couple <laughs> of days ago. Um I I got well I got I got yeah, I started getting like Twitter haters and then somebody was like, You don't even twit, like how can you get have haters? But anyway. Um but it's Ed Miller Poker on Twitter, so I do occasionally say something insightful. <laughs> on <Twitter>. So definitely <laughs> check
1: him out because occasionally he might say something.
4: Yes, I, I do occasionally say something worth worth reading. And if he two. doesn't, you could just get mad at him. Yeah, that's <laughs> and send him I mean, an angry gram. You could definitely send me an angry gram, which will entertain me for about five minutes. So that's encouraged If you want to do that.
2: Awesome. Um, well, I think that that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for coming on, Ed. And now we're going to throw it to Mitch.
0: Cool. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Mitch's Minute, the best podcast segment on the Internet. I'm here with Michael Newman, Newmany from D.C., What's going on? And we're waiting for Diablo 3. I don't even have my key yet. The people that I bought my key off are scanning it and sending it, and it might take a while. No, they're not. Michael has his key. Yeah, they went to sleep for a while, (laughs) and now they're back. And Michael, what are you doing with yours? I'm uh, sitting here typing in my password repeatedly, and uh, it's giving me this beautiful error. It says, the servers are busy at this time. Please try again later. What, what error are you getting? I believe they call it an <laughs> Error 37. Trending on Twitter? Trending on Twitter, and they actually uh, they just made their own website for it, error37.com. Yep, so go check that out, and check out mitchsminute.angelfire.com, the amazing website of Mitch's Minute. Angelfire, old school. Yeah, Bryce made it for me. Um, <laughs> so, so this is Mitch's Minute, everyone go play Diablo 3.
2: All right, I'd like to thank Ed Miller for coming on the podcast, talking about his upcoming book. I'd also like to thank TJ and myself for doing an awesome Hugging on the Rail <laughs> hugging it's the rail fun. segment. And I would like to uh, thank Mitch, but definitely not as much as thanking the other people because that minute was awful.
0: That minute was awful. I thought it was great.
1: You didn't even <laughs> like though. <Diablo. laughs>
0: Oh, is that what it was about? <laughs> now I... No, that was bad.
1: I did just buy Diablo, uh, though.
0: You know what we should do? We should talk about that right now in the outro. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who thought the podcast is almost over, it's just beginning. <laughs> now uh, we're going to talk wait. about Diablo. <laughs> Check us out at uh, BadugiAllStars.com, uh, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BadugiAllStars, Twitter.com slash BadugiAllStars, Stitcher.com slash Badugi, just to throw you off, um... <laughs> And I think if you do that, you're supposed to put Badoogie in the field and then we get credit or something. If you're listening from Stitcher, by the way, send us an email because I have no idea who you are.
1: Allstars um, at gmail.com.
0: That's correct. Good job.
4: Also,
2: um, home game. send us an email. Yeah, if you have a hand
0: that Tom played badly, which shouldn't be hard, send it to us. We will make fun of him and we'll call him an idiot and we'll be square. <laughs> <laughs> um, also if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating, a good
1: one, not a bad one. Oh, sorry, that's me. Um our our next <laughs> next guest is uh Matt Stout, lock poker pro. Um so we'll have him on uh and we're going to be going weekly now. Um since the World Series is starting and we want to be more relevant, I guess that's the reason. I don't know.
2: It's like the opposite of hayball.
1: Yeah, it exactly. Is like the- <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good.
1: Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, next week we'll have Matt Stout. Uh, this is Techmo Super Bowl. This is in the Grouch. This is Two Four Offsuit. See y'all next week.